It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What up and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Bengals podcast. Rolling solo today, I'm James Rapine, no Jake Lisko. Jake set to do the show on Friday solo, so you'll get a, a dose of me and a dose of Jake here to close out your week here on Locked On Bengals. If you're new to the podcast, a quick reminder to subscribe. We come at you three times a week right now, and as the season gets moving forward, we will go back to our daily show five times a week so subscribe itunes google play stitcher spotify wherever you get your podcast make sure you follow us as well on twitter at locked on bengals at jake underscore nfl and follow me at james erpine we have plenty to get to on today's show including the latest from the nfl pa on the coronavirus and what covid19 could mean for football in 2020 i'll also discuss chad johnson's latest workout plan, and so much more right here on today's Locked On Bengals podcast. Will football be played in 2020? This is your Locked On Bengals lead story. I'm James Rapine. The NFL Players Association has directed agents to ensure that players know that COVID-19 has plenty of risks before training camp starts in late July. And it's quite, quite interesting when you think about it and you dig deep into some of these numbers. The Center of Disease Control defines obesity as body mass, having a body mass index of 30 plus. So just about every offensive and defensive lineman in the NFL would qualify. Players have expressed concern over family members with conditions such as diabetes. And J.C. Treader, president of the NFL Players Association, released this on Monday morning. He said, quote, underlying conditions like high body mass index, asthma, and sleep apnea are all associated with a higher risk of developing severe symptoms and complications when infected with COVID-19. Those conditions are widespread across the league. This comes out after over the, the weekend and on Monday, the NFL said that they plan on starting on time. Training camp plans on starting July 28th, which is the first time the Bengals have a scheduled training camp. And well, I think, and, and I remain optimistic, and I think most people do, this is complicated. This is complex. And much like over the past couple of days, whether it's DeAndre Jordan or Avery Bradley, and you might not even know who the hell those guys are, but those are NBA players that have decided not to participate in the NBA's return. Do not be shocked at all if there are NFL players even Cincinnati Bengals players that decide, eh, we're not going to do this. We're not going to put our family in danger. Again, I understand it. We all want football. And heck, most of you have probably returned to work in some capacity or another. But at the end of the day, these players have to do what's best for them. Just like you have to do what's best for you. And the difference between you and them is they probably have a little bit more in their savings account. And maybe they don't, but they just feel like it is too risky. I would not be shocked at all if multiple players, maybe even star players, decide to sit this one out. 
That doesn't mean not play at all in 2020, but maybe they don't come to camp on time. Maybe they really push for a delayed start to the season. COVID cases have risen across the country over the past couple of weeks. That might have been inevitable because things started to open up. And when you open things up, you're going to have more cases. When you're testing more people, you're going to have more cases or at least be aware of more cases. The numbers are going to rise. So I understand that at the same time, I don't know one person that isn't concerned about this. And... Everyone, everyone, this isn't a political issue, this is just the reality, has been impacted by COVID-19. Would I blame an NFL player if he decides, eh, it's not beneficial for my wife, or my father who I see regularly, or my dad, or mom that I see regularly? If If it's not beneficial for those people in my life, why would I put myself at risk, which puts them at risk? Do not be shocked at all if this is the start of a really tough couple of weeks here between the NFLPA and the NFL to try to make things as safe as possible. When J.C. Treader released the statement he did on Monday, he did so for one simple reason, to ensure that every NFL player could return to work safely. And that's what they want to do. You don't think every NFL player wants to be out there? I know it for a fact. I talked to multiple who's they're training just like they would. We talked last podcast about Joe Burrow training in Athens. All these guys want to get back out on the field. They also want to do so safely. And so the next couple of weeks, we're going to get a lot of details and there's going to be a lot, I think, back and forth, back and forth about finding a a way to make players comfortable and to be able to do it without realistically, right? You know, people are saying, oh, well, they can wear face masks that do this or that. If you ever worn a football helmet, If you're wearing a football helmet, you realize you cannot cover up someone's nose and mouth completely and expect them to be able to breathe. You can't move the the visor that so many players wear down to the the mouth area and expect players to be able to breathe under it. That stadium release where it looked like a, a halo helmet a couple weeks ago, that would never work. So we'll see what the NFL does over the next few weeks. We'll see what the NFLPA does over the next few weeks. And I think we are all hoping for football this fall. I know current Bengals players are preparing like the season's going to start on time and they can't wait to return to Paul Brown Stadium or in some cases, like T. Higgins' case, go to Paul Brown Stadium for the first time ever. The rookie wide receiver that the Bengals drafted 33rd overall was ecstatic to join the Bengals. He grew up as an A.J. Green fan and he's one of a couple rookies that plan on working out with a Bengals legend later this month before training camp. We'll dive into that and so much more as we roll on right here on the Locked On Bengals podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's keep things rolling with the offseason topic that people, well, you've loved. Hearing about players potentially getting together to work out. How many times have we talked about Joe Burrow 
hopefully getting together with AJ Green over the past couple of uh, months, right? And, and over the past, hopefully over the next couple of weeks uh, to throw to him, assuming they can do so safely. Well, one Bengals wide receiver might not be available for Joe Burrow because he's working out with another 85, T. Higgins, set to work out with Chad Johnson in Florida in two weeks. Johnson tweeted this on Monday evening, and uh, it's pretty cool because Higgins gets to work out not only with Johnson, who loves playing defensive back against these guys, which is is so funny to me. Like Chad Johnson will line up opposite Antonio Brown and go up against him. I know he's done that multiple times this offseason. He's done it again against a bunch of different uh, wide receivers uh, at the NFL level, not just college guys or rookie guys. But uh, yeah, he's set to guard T. Higgins, Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs III, and CeeDee Lamb. Three of those four guys were first-round picks. The only one that wasn't was Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. So I think it's good from that aspect as well, because you have a guy in T. Higgins who felt like he should have been a first-round pick, wasn't a first-round pick, and now you're working out with three guys who went in the top 20. I look at this Bengals team, and while they're not going to have to rely on Higgins a ton, at least that's not the plan, right? I mean, when you have a, a wide receiver core where Auden Tate is probably your fifth best receiver, that's pretty damn good. That being said, I like this. I like this a lot because there is a scenario where AJ gets dinged up or John Ross gets dinged up. Maybe both happen, which is exactly what the case was last year, where T. Higgins suddenly becomes a huge part of the offense. And you're talking about a 6'4", 215-pound beast from Clemson and a guy you want to be able to have success right away in the league if you need him to. And while I hope this doesn't get in the way of a workout with Joe Burrow, I don't think it will. Like in this day and age, if Higgins wants to work out with Chad for a couple of days or a day or two and then link up with Burrow, who knows? Maybe the Bengals are playing in something where they're all going to be in Florida and they can work out together. And then T's just going to work out with Chad as well. Here's what I like about this, though. It was an offseason theme for the Bengals, certainly a draft theme where they were going out and getting these guys that were very uh, proactive in their approach. They weren't afraid to, to work out and do everything they could to be ready. And in the past, that hasn't been the case, right? You know, there's been guys that they drafted that weren't team captains, that weren't on winning teams necessarily. And all of the guys they brought in, free agents, rookies, all seem self-motivated. Uh, and I, I get it. Look, there are a lot of rookies that would love to work out with Chad Johnson. But does anyone really doubt that T. Higgins is going to be ready to work out with Chad? Like he's putting in the time already. And that's the thing that I think is is pretty cool here. And I was watching on Instagram, and I posted this on allbengals.com. Jonah Williams posted this. It was the first time since his injury. So, for, so over a year ago, Jonah Williams posted this workout video. And really showed everything he's working on from his footwork, his strength training and all this stuff. And, you know, it's highlights. And, and we see that from a, a lot of different athletes. But these are the type of guys the Bengals have invested in. These are the type of guys they're hoping can help get them to, to the next level. Joe Burrow, obviously another one of them, where he's a guy that is 
working extremely hard in Athens. The first time I talked to Joe Burrow, he talked about how he wanted to put on muscle and cut and, and, and get leaner and stronger, which how many rookie quarterbacks, number one overall picks say that? I don't remember Baker Mayfield saying that. Heck, I don't remember Lamar Jackson saying that. And everyone knows how crazy I was if you listen to this podcast back in the day about Lamar Jackson. So this is a team that appears to be extremely motivated to to be ready for 2020. I don't think the Bengals are going to win a bunch of games this year. I think they're going to be competitive and certainly much better than they were a year ago. But it's not like I'm going to predict them to win 10 or 11 games. I think this team uh, is better than the national media thinks. I think they're probably not as good yet as some people locally think. But when you hear this, oh, T. Higgins is going to work out with Chad Johnson. Joe Burrow still hoping to find a way after the 4th of July holiday to get a workout in with some of his teammates. That, to me, could be the difference between this Bengals era and other Bengals eras. Right. Even Chad Johnson, as much as I love Chad. Right. And he's my favorite Bengals player of all time. He had a big flaw in his game and it's no secret and it's not physical and it's not willing to put the work in on the field. Right. He was always in the best shape. He was always doing everything he could to be ready to go. But mentally, playbook wise, uh, it was a tick off. It was a tick off there. That doesn't mean he wasn't good compared to you or me. I mean, of course, that was the case. Of course, he was. But there were, there were reasons that Carson would throw a pass and it would be high or it would be off. And part of that had to do with Chad running the wrong route or making the wrong read. And you, you just you hope that T. Higgins and Joe Burrow and these guys can get on the same wavelength, not like Carson and Chad, not like Dalton and Green, but like Peyton and Marvin Harrison, right? Where it's just that next level, that next step, that not many wide receiver quarterback combos can get to. And, and it, it really is crazy. I, I look back at all these number one picks and what they came into the league with. And you look at Burrow, and I get it, the offensive line. We all question the offensive line. I do. I think everybody does. Um, but the skill players on this team, and you look back at Peyton Manning, and I think he's the last number one pick that walked in 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 some instances didn't walk in with they drafted a couple years later but but you look at that those teams where he had Edron James and Marvin Harrison and then you get Reggie Wayne and it, it's just it, it was one after another it, and then Dallas Clark at tight end they had a lot of weapons for Peyton in Indianapolis and yes they did have talented offensive lines and we'll see what happens with the Bengals line this year but the Bengals have comparable weapons here AJ Green right T. Higgins in the second round. Obviously, Tyler Boyd, what he's done over the past couple of years. John Ross has flashed, even though some of you laugh at me. I don't care. John Ross has flashed over the past couple of years. Led the team in touchdowns two years ago. Bet you didn't know that. Last year was on pace for over 1,300 yards receiving after three weeks. It's about consistency. Hopefully, this team can come together and be consistent. And they can start to build a successful foundation. Up next, I already talked about the offensive line a couple times this segment. Well, offensive line coach Jim Turner discussed it on the Bengals Booth podcast. I'll discuss my takeaways from his interview with Dan Horde next right here on Locked on Bengals. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. The Bengals' offensive line is clearly their biggest question mark as far as position groups go entering the 2020 season. I think everybody's concerned that Second-year offensive tackle Jonah Williams can come in, plug-and-play, and be an upgrade at left tackle. The Bengals are confident in it. At the same time, that's a question mark, as is the rest of the offensive line outside of Trey Hopkins at center. Michael Jordan started a bunch of games last year, expected to be the starting left guard this year. We'll see how he performs. Bengals optimistic that his development is going to take a step forward and that he'll grow as a player. And then they signed Xavier Suafila, who's been primarily a left guard in this team. And on this offense, he's going to be the right guard. And then Bobby Hart and Fred Johnson, along with sixth-round pick Akeem Adeniji, set to compete for that starting right tackle position. It's interesting, though. I was listening to the Bengals Booth podcast with Dan Horde, and it's a great Bengals podcast. If you, you don't subscribe to it, I certainly suggest that you do. Um, perfect for Bengals fans, a perfect compliment to what you get here at Locked on Bengals. But one thing offensive line coach Jim Turner told Dan is that they believe Joe Burrow's skill set is going to make life easier on the offensive line. And I think it was an interesting way to look at it because for so many of us, myself included, we think, all right, well, how can the Bengals keep Joe Burrow upright? How can they put him in a position to succeed? The way the Bengals, and not that they're only looking at it this way, but they also view it as, man, Joe's ability to move, Joe's athleticism, his ability to keep the play alive and make a play downfield, which we saw throughout his time last year at LSU, that can benefit this young offensive line. And I have a quote for you here. Jim Turner said, quote, Joe's ability to move his feet in the pocket, I think is really what will make the change for the offensive line. At some point, a quarterback has to take off and run, and he can do that. When you watch his games at LSU last year, he really cleans up a lot of little dirty stuff in there. You play 70 plays a game as a lineman. You're going to make a couple of mistakes. If each one of them makes two mistakes, that's 10 plays. When you have a guy that can just make you right a lot of the time, then it really makes a difference in their confidence, their confidence as an individual, and their confidence as a unit. I like this, and you know what it means? The Bengals think Burrow is not going to be just okay as a rookie. I think back to Andy Dalton's rookie season in 2011, and a lot of what Marvin Lewis and Jay Gruden asked Andy to do at that time was, all right, don't kill us. Keep us alive. Don't throw a lot of interceptions. Throw it away if you need to. Let's live to play another down. And that was not only 2011, but really 2012, 2013. It was, all right, we're going to win because we have a great roster, and Andy Dalton isn't going to get in the way. And that happens to a lot of rookies. That's no knock on Andy. I remember Mark Sanchez got the two AFC title games with the Jets doing that. There are a lot of players that are asked to do that, especially early in their careers. The Bengals aren't thinking that with Joe Burrow. The Bengals are thinking this dude is coming in, flinging it around, that he's going to make plays, he's going to make everyone around him better, that he's going to come in and make an impact from day one. And I think it's uh, it's an interesting strategy. We have no reason to believe otherwise, right? He was... 
arguably the the greatest or arguably had the the greatest season in college football history last year. He was unstoppable. He was impressive during his 30-minute media session. Everything he said and done over the past couple of months, by all accounts, off the field, on the field, it's important. And it's it's it shows that it's not too big for him. And he's not going to be overwhelmed by it. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I will say it is it's something that the Bengals, if they're that confident in, that, oh, yeah, well, Joe Burrow is going to make our line better. Just his playmaking ability, his athleticism, the way he, his knack in the pocket, the, the, the feel he has, his footwork, all of those things, that's pretty telling. And it's telling because that's exactly the type of impact that Peyton Manning had, right? It's the same type of impact that a couple of years ago Lamar Jackson had, where it just changes everything on your team. I think Kyler Murray had that impact last year for the Cardinals. So you hope that Burrow not only could do that, but be the Pat Mahomes. I'm not saying he's going to be Pat Mahomes, but have that type of impact where he completely transforms your offense, completely transforms your team. And the Bengals certainly think that that's going to happen because, again, they think a young quarterback who's never played an NFL snap is going to make life easier on the offensive line. It's pretty telling if you ask me. That's going to do it for today's show. Make sure you subscribe. iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcast. And until next time, I'm James Erpine. And in the famous words of Jake Lisko, who day and have a good one. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.